technical surveillance countermeasure is a very complex discipline, or some people also can call it an art. It is also a perishable skill. Welcome to the podcast, Rain Insights on Security with Brian Lynch. I'm Emily Donahue. There are a vast number of items any business needs to keep track of, but one on the list may be something owners or C-suite execs haven't ever considered. That is, corporate eavesdropping, espionage really, using hidden bugs, cameras, or other surveillance measures. If you are in business, you need to consider how to protect your assets, such as client lists, intellectual property, and more. In this podcast, Rain's Executive Director of Safety and Security, Brian Lynch, gets some counter-surveillance tips from Werner Preinig, a former Merchant Marine captain, security consultant, and expert at Interpol Security Limited, an international security safety consulting firm. Let's listen. Very pleased to have Werner Preinig on my podcast today. Werner, welcome. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for the invitation. I'm ready to answer all your questions. That sounds great. Uh, so we are going to talk today about technical surveillance countermeasures, or TSCM, and why the program is so important to our clients, our listeners, in protecting sensitive information. So, Verna, let's start with the basics. What is technical surveillance countermeasures? Uh, Technical surveillance countermeasure is a very complex discipline, or some people also can call it an art, but it is also a perishable skill. If you don't stay abreast, uh, because uh, not only our day-to-day life is changing so fast and quickly, also technical uh, things, technical means are really changing so uh, for example, if you have a technical book on the shelf, uh, uh, it's on sale. Uh, the information you have is still valid, but it's already overruled by new things. So you really must stay abreast with all your knowledge in order to be able to uh, stay abreast the current threats. Why is it important? Why should it be a focus of the global security team in, in uh, corporate entities today? Well, it's easy to answer. Uh, it will assure business competitive advantage. Uh, uh, for example, if uh, you have a strategy, a strategy about uh, selling or putting a product on the market and your competition uh, uh, gets wind of it or your competition uh, uh you know, there are some rumors uh, you will do this and they find out uh, what the sales price will be and then uh, present their own product, but with much less price or even steal your uh, your knowledge and come out a day before you start your campaign. You can lose thousands, not thousands, millions of dollars, you know, it's uh, in, in this campaign. So it's really a way for companies to protect that which they want to protect from their competitors. Exactly. You see, this information can be on a PC, can be on a laptop, a tablet, uh, on PDAs. Uh, uh, informations uh, are on smartphone, 
on faxes, on email. Uh, uh, there's a whole range of social media like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. It doesn't stay there. It goes into the cloud. You have digital phones. You have, uh, which is not as important as it was before. In Europe and the rest of the world, we call it ISDN. In the United States, it's called T1. And now we have voice over IP. And voice of uh, IP is a very, very uh, broad range of knowledge. Uh, we here in the office have about 3,000 pages, 3,000 pages only how things work and what could be done and what can be done and what shouldn't be done. Uh, uh, it goes beyond wireless LAN and Bluetooth and uh, doesn't and doesn't stop even when you're traveling with sensitive information. Well, let's start with the basics. So I'm listening to this call. I'm a security professional, or I'm uh, in a company that doesn't have an onboarded security professional, but still want to do something along these lines of protecting my data. Uh, how do I recognize a professional TSCM specialist? Well, uh, profession, you know, there it's like in uh, in other branches as well. Uh, medical, there are a lot of medical doctors, there are a lot of lawyers, and there are also uh, quite a lot of uh, professional um, TSM, or they call themselves a professional TSCM uh, person. Just invite uh, or just look if they have a web a website or uh, any kind of brochure, and just see how they are how they set up their uh, operation. See how what equipment they use. Uh, see uh, if you know with references. It's uh, it's it's some kind of a deal because big companies uh, in this case they don't want their name on a list because. Uh, um, just uh, having a, a a company name uh, uh, on this list means artists, ah, people, uh, uh, they are looking for the data. They, they don't want this. So um, just see what equipment they use. Uh, um, ask them how they would do a sweep and ask them how they uh, would perform uh, a sweep, let's call it, at your at your place. Yes, and uh, while we're speaking about sweeps, Werner, uh, how are they priced? Well, what's the calculation that goes into that? Well, you see, there are different ways to calculate. Uh, uh, some companies uh, have it bare uh, square feet. Some uh, companies say, okay, they, they put uh, a lump sum on it. Uh, what we do is we offer the client, uh, a client who comes a potential client who comes in the first time, we offer to look at their premises, go there, uh, of course, not talking in the room, uh, which will be subject or the uh, the meeting room or the secretary's office or the chief executive office, not talking in these premises about what we do and prices, talk at the different place because if somebody is eavesdropping already they will hear oh somebody has been hired uh, 
okay, we must be careful and we'll have time uh, uh, to either deinstall their equipment and so on. So talk at a different place, uh, a different room, and then we look at the room, we look or the rooms, uh, is it a library? Are there a lot of books? Is it a very spartanic room with only a desk, uh, some chairs, a small file cabinet? Uh, uh, has it a false ceiling? Uh, uh, how many windows and so on? What's next to the building? So we uh, calculate all possibilities, ask, of course, also the client what his expectation is, and then give him a free estimate. If the client then says, okay, I want this, I want this, uh, then this estimate will be the base of the contract. That's the way we do it. So it sounds like it's a, it's a calculation based upon what does the room look like? What does the building look like? What are the possible areas that would have to be swept? And l l let's talk about what is a sweep and what does it entail, Werner? Well, we have, uh, we as a company do the following thing. Uh, we have a physical sweep. In a physical sweep, we, with certain techniques and certain equipment, just look uh, very detailed uh, about everything what is in the room because you can uh, activate uh, microphones and other devices remotely and you can hide them very cunningly so <clears throat> it will be difficult to detect them uh, uh, by electronic means but if you do the physical sweep the right way you can detect uh, it by the physical sweep the next thing we do is an RF sweep, radio frequency sweep. So when I started in 84 uh, to learn this, uh, uh, we went up to four uh, to three gigahertz. Now we go up to 25 gigahertz. And it depends if you are in a rural area where there is, uh, we call it not a lot of RF pollution not a lot of RF signals. There you have the firefighters, the police radio, uh, you have ambulance radio, you have TV station and normal radio. So this is can be overlooked if you are in a metropolitan area. You have hundreds and hundreds signals and just to go through all this RF spectrum with a spectrum analyzer may take up to six or more hours. Once we have done this, we do a telephone inspection. And telephone, there are a lot of different telephones. Uh, most, if not all of them today, are also already digital phones. Once this is done, we make an evaluation about carrier current. Carrier current is we look at all uh, lines used or unused which go into the room. The carrier current... A good example is the baby phone. Um, in the children's room, uh, parents just install at the, at, the, at the plug, at the electrical plug, a little device, and they can hear in their sleeping room if the baby is crying or if there's any noise there. This we call the carrier current evaluation. And then we look for IR and laser 
attacks uh, uh, if there's no building nearby or we look if somebody where could somebody hide or place an equipment just to detect the vibration of the glass if the human voice the sound of the human voice makes some kind of vibration of the glass and this can be detected by either laser or uh, infrared and finally we come to the voice over ip which would be an additional uh, check i remember when voice over ip started people were laughing and said okay that's something for uh, scientists of a small company now even very big companies they use voice over ip because uh, uh, they save uh, thousands and thousands of dollars every month uh, on uh, long distance fees and calls and this so these six things uh, consist a sweep very important to understand exactly what a sweep entails and and let, let's now go from that type of structure wherein you're doing those different types of sweeps that you just detailed and while you're doing that Werner what are you looking for well we are looking for uh, some clandestine uh, uh, ways that information out of a meeting room a conference uh, facility a chief executive's office or the secretary's office is leaking uh, out to the EV strapper. And there are many ways this uh, this can be done. They can uh, either make uh, a bug. Uh, a bug is a very small device which can be installed to, to one of the lines, it can be to the power line, it can be installed to the telephone line. Uh, uh, and whenever somebody speaks either on the phone or speaks in their room, uh, these things can be activated remotely on and off. Uh, so information from uh, verbal information which was in the room will go to the EV stopper. And uh, as I said in the very beginning, uh, strategies about uh, uh, <clears throat> placing a new product on the market or any uh, way which uh, uh, you make a bid uh, just to overtake, uh, uh, to buy certain things if um, the competition knows about how much you're going to bid uh, they can either lower your price or change the approach uh, this is the reason uh, we want that information uh, created in this room remains in this room and nobody from the outside has any access to it having said that what may not be protected Bernard? Well, one thing is we cannot protect or it we could protect, but this would put us also in some kind of illegal activities are cell phones. Cell phones, you have an EMI catcher or an MC catcher. Uh, um, with such a device, there are six companies uh, worldwide which produce such an 
IMAI or IMSI catcher. What it is, it's a simple device which simulate a, a basic uh, uh, GSM station. And uh, instead of being the real uh, GSM station, it's a fake station. And this fake station, when uh, the user of that mobile phone locks, tries to lock into the real station, which still is unencrypted, your fake station just uh, collects this information and you think you're talking then from the station onwards in an encrypted mode, but this is not the way and uh, the EV stopper can get all this information. And this uh, type of operation is used uh, to detect criminal activities. It's used by the drug enforcement agency and other uh, agencies legal, but it's not legal for private persons or for enterprises which do TSM sweeps to use such a thing. And uh, uh, these equipments are the equipment is very expensive. We are talking about 60,000 euros, so about almost $80,000. And uh, these companies which manufacture this IMSI or EMI catcher, they normally only sell to government agencies. But as you know, there's always a way uh, to get hand on uh, something like this. So our recommendation is... Uh, if there is a real sensitive information not to use mobile phones. And there was um, just in the news, there was, a, I think it was a week or two ago, there was a sting operation by the FBI. They made up a, a shop and sold, and people thought this is a new kind of um, company. They sold uh, encrypted phones to criminals and then with an operation within the united states and with europe uh, they uh, they were listening to all this information i believe for about 18 months and then suddenly in europe in the united states uh, with a very very big operation they caught hundreds of criminals and uh, yeah using mobile phones so you rightly pointed out the risk of using mobile or cell phones for sensitive conversations. And uh, you noted that it's a technique used by criminal organizations uh, and possibly state actors as well. Uh, let, me, let me go into the uh, next area here that, uh, that Werner, I, I'd like to talk to you about. And I've heard you uh, speak on this before. Uh, about some simple but effective mitigation strategies to protect equipment and data. Yeah, well, one of the things is uh, just uh, if you are in an office uh, environment, uh, just uh, starting with it, wear a badge or something in in your office environment uh, uh, all the time. If uh, somebody is seen without a badge or something, uh, just challenge this person, say, good morning, sir, may I help you, where where you're going, where you need to go, and so on and so forth. Uh, next thing is never leave your, uh, because cell phones, they are so integrated in our daily life, uh, 
never leave a cell phone uh, um, <clears throat> unattended. Uh, uh, keep access to all your equipment as restricted. If you are in a single room, lock the door when you leave. Uh, you know, some people, they just go out of their office room, uh, meet somebody in, in the hallway. They just say, okay, I, I just go and uh, get a cup of tea. Then get held up by somebody. Oh, I need to talk to you and stay away 10 or 15 minutes. And just to manipulate uh, a cell phone or uh, a fixed, uh, a landline phone is can be done if the person know what what uh, needs to be done can be done within a minute or two. Another thing is to use recognized software and regular updated. Use recognized encryption. Uh, use a VPN. Now, I urge everybody. There are some companies or some vendors. They give you a free. VPN. VPN is a virtual private network. It's a channel which goes through the cloud and gives you an end-to-end encryption. But there's an old saying in the United States, there is no free meal. So everything that is free, the people, they want, nobody gives you something for nothing. So they uh, either get have a way to access your information also on or also forth. So buy uh, such a program, which is, uh, there are better programs, not so good programs, buy something. Uh, and this, of course, also applies to encryption software and so on and so forth. And what else is, uh, <clears throat> if you have, um, if you get your mobile phone, if it's, uh, uh, given to you from the company. Most of the companies today have an IT uh, department. This IT department will have a wipe program in uh, place. So every second month, uh, the person goes to the IT department. They they run a software to it uh, through it and see if anybody has installed something on the phone which shouldn't be there. Uh, then have a passphrase for your phone. Encrypt the data on your phone. Um, what is also very important is keep electrical and utility closets all closed, all not only closed, but locked all the time because somebody can sneak in and once he is inside, can place and manipulate something on the on the wires on the landline phone and then get your entire conversation so these are some of uh, uh, simple but effective mitigation uh, measurements excellent points Werner to consider for individuals uh, and our companies to reduce their exposure risk uh, well let's move on to uh, another area that is uh, certainly uh, familiar to everybody, and we're, we're talking about uh, social networking and social uh, media and, and all the different uh, types that are available to folks that they currently use. Why are location-based social networking sites a real risk, whether it's Foursquare or Facebook, et cetera? 
you know, this this question is also very simple to uh, to answer. Uh, uh, these people which develop uh, these social media uh, networks or this, uh, they want to have as much information as they can get from you. They want to know your habits. They want to know, and you know, it's uh, if you're not smart or not smart enough, this, uh, you have a little scale uh, and it says, okay, very good. You have given 50%. You only need to give another 50%. Uh, what you do, this and this. Okay, thank you. Now you still need to give 40%. And some people say, okay, well, that's some kind of reward. And they give information after information after information. And with this information, um, it's human intelligence, humid. They can uh, get the picture when you go to work, where you go to work, uh, can get your route, and of course can get the absence from your home, the absence from the office, and then if they want to plan something, if they want uh, uh, to do some kind of illegal installation in your house, and of course if you provide some photos with your uh, with your smartphone, uh, there's a device which is called geotech. So uh, the person with the right knowledge uh, can see where the picture is taken, have the coordinates, and can get to the point within uh, 10 or 12 feet where the picture was taken. So this is uh, <clears throat> extremely uh, important not to release such an information because it makes your private life like an open book to somebody else. Great, great points, Werner. And I, I think a lot of folks uh, really trust these sites, right? They trust that the information that they're providing will be uh, held in private mode or will be protected, not provided to others. Uh, not be available to others, and uh, really, that obviously in in the real world, that's not the case. Exactly, there is. It's it's not our logo, but there is a, a renowned uh, TSM company in the states which has a saying: "In God we trust; everybody else we check." And there is a real wisdom in this phrase. For the social networking users that are listening, what are some of the top strategies to consider to limit my exposure risk when I am conversing on social media? Well, uh, one good thing is to use an alias. Uh, use it only when it's available. Uh, <clears throat> it's unavo- Use it only when it's unavoidable. Uh, uh, and as I said before, give as little personal details as possible. And several years ago, in uh, two, well, about almost 10 years ago, the former CIA director, um, uh, four-star Army General Petraeus, he stumbled over an affair with email. He, he had uh, a girlfriend beside this and, uh, you know, and there was some intervention uh, done. So he had to leave his job and he should have known better than anybody else. So as I, as I said, uh, be very, very uh, 
concerned with information you give away, and especially young people. Um, uh, there is uh, more than one story when people, young kids with 18, 20, 22 years, uh, they have a job and they put on their um, email account or on their social media account, well, the work I do is very boring. I don't like this. And of course, recruiters and companies, they look and they find out what people say. And such a person, and it happened more than once, is next day without the job because they are fired. Because anyway, uh, they are bored at the job, so go and somewhere else and look for some other work. So be careful with, 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 with all these things. Yeah, great, great advice, Werner. And um, we're coming up on, on my last question. But, you know, what you've provided today around the overview of what TSCM is, how important it is for companies to consider uh, enacting a program like that. Uh, how do I pick a specialist? What price am I looking at? How do they figure that out? And then uh, what am I looking for as, as you do the sweep? and mitigation strategies about what I can do uh, in the short term to limit my risk. And then you just spoke about social media and how important it is to understand that there is a risk with that. My last question is, the listeners and our clients uh, utilize areas of their business where they have strategy meetings and sensitive conversations that may be in the CEO's office, it may be in the CEO's conference room, uh, sensitive information is being discussed, uh, is being displayed maybe uh, in a presentation. Uh, for that type of activity, if I'm sitting listening to this podcast, w- what can I do right now to limit my risk? Should I have a meeting about those sensitive topics tomorrow? Yes, you see what what I would do, which doesn't something which doesn't cost any money. I will say, okay, we have a meeting tomorrow at our general meeting room, a room, let's say, which which holds about twelve persons. Then I would just look at either my uh, in my big uh, building or not so big building. Do I have an alternate room where nobody thinks about? And I would go to another room just unannounced, just half an hour or 20 minutes before the meeting and says, okay, we don't hold the meeting here for for some reason. We will meet in this room. Nobody will know. So nobody, you know, uh, they can install or prepare. And normally if there's a, an AV stopper, he'll prepare things in the meeting room. He'll try to compromise the meeting room. If you suddenly meet in another room, Nobody knows. And so for at least one time, you'll, you'll have a safe meeting. And then you have time to think about uh, other strategies or just hop around in, 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 in the office. If it's, a bigger, uh, if it's a big company, we have, for example, a big law firm. And there we do it. We do once a year a sweep. And then for the rest of the, of the year, we just do office hopping. There are always only four or five people concerned, so you can do it in this office and this office. And we are 99% sure that one meeting room or one office can be bugged, but not 10, 12, or 15 different rooms. 
Excellent advice, Werner. I want to thank you again for joining the podcast and providing your expertise on how do firms protect their sensitive information. Thank you again, Werner. Well, Brian, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to share my knowledge. And as I said before, I'm still learning. There is no job which is the same like the one before. It is special in TSM. Lifetime learning is one of the most important things. Uh, once again, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you, Warner. Werner Preinig is a former merchant marine captain, a consultant and security expert at Interpol Security Limited, an international security and safety consulting firm. Individuals and organizations turn to RAIN for risk intelligence that cuts through the hype to focus on what they need to know, what to expect, and what to do. Subscribe to RAIN's core membership and get our daily Risk Book Digest weekly intelligence briefs on cyber, geopolitical, and financial crime, access to knowledge-sharing webinars, and breaking alerts on important risk developments. Find out how RAIN can help power your business to success at RAINnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. Thanks for listening.